Hello and welcome to the In All Seriosity podcast. My name is Pat Fueling and with me is Matt Mizak and we are part of the leadership team here at Grace Community Church. Matt, we have a special guest today. This is the first of uh, what we hope may be many guests uh, on our podcast and uh, that is Julie Charles. Uh, she is the host of the Adorno podcast for women here at Grace Community Church and we're excited to have her here today as we get to know her a little bit more and also the origins of her podcast. So Matt, take it away. Uh, ask Julie the first question that we have for her. Cool. Well, uh, Julie, first one I got for you uh, is a question about your kids. Uh, really, well, I guess it's about your family. But why did you and Brent decide to homeschool your girls? Well, I didn't have a lot of say in it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had my oldest daughter, Charlotte, was in public school for kindergarten and first grade. And though I felt the Holy Spirit very much calling me to pull her out and school them at home. Um, it wasn't necessarily something that if I had a choice, <laughs> I would have chosen to do. But I very much wanted to be obedient to what I, he was calling me to do and thought it was wisest to take them out. What do you think was behind maybe some of the calling that you felt from, uh, from God? What, what do you think maybe the reasons were for that calling? I think for me, it was, um, I, I was away from her seven hours a day. She had a long bus ride. She was gone. When she got home, we were getting the worst of each other because it, I had two little kids at home at that time. So I was tired. She had been at school all day. She was tired. So it was a drain on our relationship. But also, I very much um, was aware that she wasn't getting any any godly um, influence at school. So um, what really stuck out to me was from Deuteronomy. I think the, I think Jewish people call it the Shema. The Shema, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that so many times that just that as you walk along the way and you're supposed to write it as on your doors, doorposts and it very much, um, it kind of, well, it even says in that verse that where it has frontlets for your eyes, it yeah. was smacking me in the face that this was not happening, happening that we were not, um, when she was gone so much, she was not getting raised in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Someone else was catechizing her in the ways of the world. So um, I, I took her out and I'm very glad I did. How, how, did, uh, how did Charlotte react to that? And how was that? For you as a mom and mm-hmm. as a wife too, yeah, just dealing with all that transition and obviously having two younger uh, girls at home as well at the time. So <laughs> that was an interesting year, which I doubted very many times. Why on earth would God call it right now? <laughs> what happened that September? Um, we ended up ripping our house apart, took the whole roof off, added a second story, and it was my father-in-law and I who did it all we had to move out of our house for two months because we had no hot water <laughs> we had to cut off all that um i also started a bible study here at church i started teaching middle school at cbs started homeschooling had two little kids <laughs> it was just a lot at one time and i very much thought over and over why now why this timing but it, it was perfect it was we eased into homeschooling probably because I was so distracted with the house. But you'll hear a lot of times in, in the homeschool communities, if you come out of public school into homeschooling, you kind of have to detox from public school, <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of get that, that mentality out of your head that you're not bringing public school home. It is completely 
different. So we made it our own. <laughs> How, when you look back on it now, uh, would there is there anything you would have done differently with regards to not necessarily from a standpoint of you know, doing homeschooling, but mm-hmm. how you would have done it uh, versus, you know, obviously, we can always look back with 2020 vision. Right, right. Is there anything you think you would have changed or done differently, or do you feel that the way it went was what God had actually called you to do and you did it that way? The only thing, I think I, um, looking back a few times, I've thought to myself, I, I think I felt his tugging on my heart <laughs> in that direction before I even started her in kindergarten. And I very much thought, no, this is this is what I'm supposed to do. I can't teach her. I don't have enough knowledge. Like, I am incapable of doing this. I need to put her in so she gets a very good education. Because we are in a school district that provides great education. Um, but it became more clear to me, and the, the Spirit revealed more to me, that what good is a good education if her heart isn't after following after God? So... If I had to do it over again, I probably wouldn't put her in <laughs> to begin with. So, Julie, just as a uh, as a follow up to that, there's some stereotypes obviously out there with homeschooling, and and you know that if students are homeschooled, that they aren't able to function in a secular environment. Um, I don't believe that, and I think it's honorable that that you do that, and you've been homeschooling your kids. How do you answer that stereotype, and and um, how do you prepare your girls? Uh, because you do have four girls. In case listeners don't don't know that, how do you prepare them for the quote unquote real world or the secular world? Yeah, um, yeah, that's definitely a stereotype I've come across. <laughs> um, I would say too that that was a concern of my own, even from the beginning. That uh, very much seemed that homeschooled kids were very sheltered, lived sheltered lives, couldn't deal with real world <laughs> issues. And what I found is um, that's kind of the point. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm trying to do. Not to the point that they are stunted and they can't function. I don't want that at all. But I don't think throwing them out there with a childlike and childish faith to be the quote-unquote salt and light um, to their peers or whoever, I don't think they're prepared for that. I do want to, in a way, keep them, I guess you would say, sheltered. (laughs) From that, but also to be be the one walking alongside them, exposing them to them when I think that they're ready for it, working through it with them. When they come across those big questions, I want to be the one that they come to to say, Mom, and I can point them back to the Bible. I can point them back to God. I can show them where to find an answer. Not necessarily um, they have to believe exactly like I believe. But I do want to take them to the source, which is the Bible and God. Yeah, and that's great. And, and you know, for the record, your girls do know how to you know, function <laughs> well in public. I, I've been around them many times and, they're, you know, fantastic girls. And, and it's great that you have that opportunity to walk alongside and answer those questions. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of times people will just abdicate responsibilities to the schools and right, so forth. Right. And, and even if you have your kids in the school system and so forth, as a parent, I, you know, I think you still need to have that responsibility to, Absolutely. to make sure that you're there for them and answer the questions. Mm-hmm. Because uh, again, it's a totally different worldview. Uh, that it they, is. That they're exposing them to, and you just have to be there to, you know, walk them through and answer the questions right. and, and help them with doubts because there's always going to be right. doubts and that's okay right um the, the, the key is giving them the freedom to have those doubts and then to understand okay where do i find answers for that and right i think you and brenda have done a great job oh, with, thanks. with that yeah that was a big one actually um 
what a little bit of the pushback that we got is that they we wouldn't teach them. For example, one of the the big controversies, kind of the obvious one, is evolution. So people are like, are you going to teach them evolution? Are you going to keep them from that? And it's like, well, no, we're going to we are teaching them that, but we're teaching them why it doesn't line up with our worldview. Why our view is God's from the Bible. This is what we believe. This is why this doesn't fit into it. So it's not so much we're we're keeping them from the bad stuff. It's we're we're giving them the bad stuff in doses that they're able to digest at the ages that they're at, but also point them back to the Bible ultimately. Well, uh, Julie, you've talked a little bit about this in the first few episodes of Adorno, uh, but can you talk a little bit more about like why you felt uh, this calling to maybe start a podcast to specifically for women? Uh, what what went into all that? What was the process of that like coming to to realize okay, this is actually happening. This isn't just something that I can ignore. What what went into all that? Yeah, so the uh, very first episode, I kind of went into this and explained a little bit. But um, yeah, it was definitely a calling from God, I believe. He put this on my heart. I still am not sure I could answer why. (laughs) Um, But it was very much uh, every time an issue would come up or I would talk to a a fellow woman or (laughs) I would hear other women talking it would pop in my head and in my heart just this phrase of they need to know. And I don't know, I don't know fully what exactly that means, but every time it popped up, it was like, they need to know. They need to know what the Bible says about that. They need to know uh, what God's view of that is. Just this, um, yeah, (laughs) very much an impression of they need to know. Um, It was, I think I said it in the podcast, the very first one that we were actually over at Patton Carey's house and we were talking about women's ministry and she, we were discussing ideas and I said, I just want to talk about Jesus, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which sounds so cheesy. Mm -hmm. I know, but it was just like, I mean, we can get together and chit chat all day long and that's great. I'm not, I don't want to discredit that at all. That's a great way to get to know people. But when I get together with other believers that I know, that I love, that we're invested in, I want to talk about the reason for our shared hope, and that is Jesus. So this, the podcast uh, format, no, I would not pick that <laughs> at all. I don't like that. I still don't like that, <laughs> even after doing this many. Um, but that is uh, what we were told, a way that, a lot, a way that it's accessible, I guess, uh, how a lot of people get these sorts of conversations and information is in podcast form. So, so here we are. <laughs> uh, just to follow up, you yeah. mentioned, you mentioned twice now how there's been times in your life where you've heard the Lord calling you mm-hmm. to do something mm-hmm. specific. And I'm sure there's many more. How do you, how do you encourage another woman who maybe hasn't had that experience? Mm, okay. I don't know if it's something that You've experienced yeah. being able to talk to somebody about that, but uh, how do you encourage other mm-hmm. women who maybe haven't had that? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, so I know for me, it was <laughs> in both cases that I've talked about the homeschooling and starting this podcast. In both cases, there were things that I am not comfortable with and I don't want to do. <laughs> um, with homeschooling, I am very much an introvert. I would prefer to stay home have my kids gone 
have my house nice and clean, have seven hours to myself. But I don't think that would be good for me as much as it wouldn't be good for them. So as for all that I said about how I'm pouring into my kids, they are also, I am learning more. I call them little holy sandpaper because they are rubbing all the, <laughs> the fleshy, nastiness, sinful, everything is on full display, which is just an uncomfortable place to be constantly. But won't, in both cases, they wouldn't leave me. They wouldn't let me go either. <laughs> um, every time I put Charlotte on the bus in the morning, I w- walked back to the house feeling awful. Like just, I'm, I'm just sending her out there. She needs to be staying home. Every time the feeling would come over me of, the, you know, that still small voice, <laughs> the one you want to ignore all the time, that they need to know. And it's like, well, then they can go read the Bible for themselves. I don't, <laughs> I don't need to be the one telling them. No, they need to know. If I have, if he has at all gifted me or graced me with any wisdom that is his that I can give to anyone else, I want to do that. So. The encouragement for them, keep listening, even when it's uncomfortable. Give it a shot, (laughs) especially when it's uncomfortable. You may be very blessed by him. Okay, so that leads me into a good question that's not on the list. Okay. (laughs) uh, What have you, you just talked about listening to things that are maybe challenging Mm -hmm. or... um, yeah, what I guess what would you say is something over the years that maybe you've been challenged on and it's led to either a change in thought or a, I don't want to say a maturation, but like a growth process? What is there anything over the years where like you really struggled with and now maybe your mind is completely changed on something? I think... Um... The thing that first popped in my mind, if I had time to think about this, Matt, I would have a better answer. <laughs> but the thing that just popped into my mind was what I just said, being honest with myself. Um, I'm very much, I want to put forth an, the perception that I got it together, that, um, <laughs> you know, that we want to put our best face forward, right? Sure. The, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, so I want things <laughs> to look how I want them to look. But, I, and I don't know who quoted this, but um, the quote goes along the lines of, don't be upset when people say bad things about you. You're much worse than what they're saying. That's not a quote for quote, but yeah. <laughs> kind of that idea of just because someone might say something that's actually quite true, it's probably 10 times worse than, <laughs> than what they're actually seeing. So that being honest, I very much could justify and excuse all the faults, all the sins, all the, you know, you know, all this stuff. But what good does that do me? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I used, I used to think that, uh, you know, when I, I knew that God was always, obviously God knows everything that we do. But there was times where I, I would, when I would sin, I would think. Oh, I'm just gonna hide this from God. God's never gonna right. know. And then I think right. on him one day, I'm like, that's the stupidest thing ever. God is always seeing everything, and He knows everything I do. And um, you know, like you said, it, it it's it, when you said that when we sin, it's probably ten times worse than that. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, and yet we sometimes try to rationalize that too. But, yeah, yes. there was. I think it's. Um, I think I talked about it in Glory Be, one of our episodes, 
where I had this moment on the treadmill of just like a face, not a literal face to face, but a face to face with God where I was just like, oh no, oh, like it was a total clearing moment. And it was all of a sudden I understood that he knew everything. Like mm-hmm. what I think I can excuse and justify, he knows the heart of it. And it was like, oh, I'm terrified and and yet so so secure at the same time which didn't make any sense but yeah it's true yeah it's a terrifying feeling but yet it's also a a um a freeing. freeing feeling yeah yeah, I yeah. Mean, and uh, just to know that yeah it's it's out there and it's there and right you know, the god of the universe knows yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. but just a couple other things julie um you know one of the you know obviously you're doing this podcast for mm-hmm. women what do you see as one of the, the biggest challenges for women, whether at any age, whether it's mm-hmm. our younger women and younger, you know, girls that are growing up or, you know, women you know, at any age, really, what, what's the, what's the, one of the biggest challenges you've seen as you're doing this podcast, before you did this podcast, just in your interaction with women and so forth? I think it's, um, if I had to narrow it down, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of things, but what I see probably the most is what we just talked about is the being honest with ourselves. I think it's so easy to look out at other people and nitpick them or think they have it more together than you do or like both ends of the spectrum either they're much worse than you or much much better than you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but we need to be honest with ourselves what's in us, not excusing, not justifying, not Put, pitting ourselves up against those other women, not compare, <clears throat> excuse me, comparing um, either good or bad, <laughs> either saying I'm not as bad as that or well, I'll never be as good as that. Um, I think that that comparison game can really, and I, I became most aware of this in the homeschool community, <laughs> ironically enough. Um, it was a constant comparison in the beginning of am I doing enough? Am I giving her the education compared to the the public school system. Um, and then I saw it in the little things too, just, well, <laughs> look at that outfit that girl's wearing. Like, like It's just silly things, but I think it's just something that we just kind of naturally do. So yeah, being honest with ourselves is probably one of the biggest, biggest things. <laughs> All right. So we're coming to an end uh, of this little interview, but we wanted to get into some rapid fire, some little, a little more lighthearted questions uh, for you. So what is one thing on your bucket list that you've yet to do that you're most looking forward to? I would really love to go to um, the British Isles, England, no. Ireland, Scotland. <laughs> I've been there. It's awesome. I know. Yeah. I've, I mean, I don't know. I haven't you been there. But, actually, yeah. <laughs> but all the pictures. Um, yeah. I, I really want to do that. So England, Scotland, Wales, where, like, Ireland, all of it. Ireland, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, dog or cat person? Dog, all day long. Do you do you dislike cats or Very do you much. just? Okay. <laughs> that's where we get along. So I just like alienated you. a whole bunch of listeners. No, that's okay. If you cat, like cats, cats don't good. listen. <laughs> cats are fine. Uh, are you a saver or a spender? Oh, that's a tricky one because I, I want to say I'm a saver, okay. but I spend all the money in the house. Okay. <laughs> I'm the one paying the bills well, and yeah. buying groceries. So, um, probably a little of both. Okay. Would you rather be, uh, driving or be driven? Oh, driving for sure. Okay. Is Brent a good driver? Actually he is. Okay. He drives like a little old man, but 
I don't drive fast. I I just prefer to be driving. Who do you think the girls would say is a better driver? Me. Okay. (laughs) We've actually asked them that. I think I know the answer to this, but would you rather read a book or watch a TV episode? Oh, book for sure. What uh, what's a good book you're reading right now? If any. Oh. Hmm. I'm reading a lot right now, but. Okay, you don't need to brag. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, 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 not for not for pleasure necessarily. So, um, I kind of, sort of became. I'm the associate teaching director of the CB, the community Bible study, but our teaching director, um, recently became ill. So I'm kind of taking over for her. So I am reading so much on Job right now. It's mm. not even funny. Mm. I think I have one called "Let God Be God" by Ray Steadman. I think it is. That's a good one. Yeah, nothing for pleasure at the moment because okay. it's Job's. That Job's deep. <laughs> I need that. I need commentaries. Do you have a favorite like novel? No. <laughs> okay. All of them. All right. Do you like Jane Austen? Uh, I could take her or leave her. Okay. Yeah, I had to. I was an English major, so I had to read a lot of her stuff, and if you've I tried. read one, you've read them all. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm, as an English major, I'm not supposed to say that, right? I'm supposed to say she's lovely. You must read her. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> I did not love her. Well, final question for yeah. you. Uh, what uh, or who, uh, what woman has had the greatest influence on your life, whether you've known her or it's somebody you've been reading or, mm-hmm. you know, who's a, who's a woman who's had the greatest influence on your life? Um, without a doubt, it's Jan Henderson. She's the teaching director at cbs she she opened my well she would say the holy spirit did it but she put the bible into words that came alive for me she explained things in a way that totally clicked and made sense she would answer all my really stupid questions (laughs) i was raised in the church i felt like i had all these answers and yet she would say things and I would go, that doesn't line up with how I I understand it. And she would sit for hours and just go over thing, things that should have been, should have been sort of second nature, should have had the answers for it. And yet I was so confused. And she, yeah, she poured into me in such a way that Oh, I don't even have words for her. her. She's an amazing woman. Love her very much. Well, that's all our time for today. We uh, wanted to thank you again for joining us for this episode of In All Seriosity. As we uh, discussed earlier, if you have questions or comments, uh, please go to our website, which is www.godgrace.info. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please take a moment to rate and review as well. If you'd like more information about Grace Community Church, please check us out at www.gotgrace.info. And until next time.